All right, so take three. These headphones just keep messing up on me. Um, anyways, this is going to be regards to the previous video that I made about the gut-brain axis and how whatever's going on in your gut is affecting your brain, and that can possibly make someone fall on the um, line of um, autism spectrums or being an anxious person, and that might cause excitatory problems. And this could be somehow uh, managed through diet is a good way because the foods that we intake in our environment that we live in are typically going to mess with the gut microbiota and get that balance of the bacteria in, in our small intestine, large intestine, and colon. Right. So the question was about like, what do I feed my children if if the majority of foods uh, that uh, cause excitatory response are, you know, meat, protein, cheese. I mean, what, what do I feed my kid? There's hardly anything on there uh, because the research suggests maybe not eating as much glutamatergic food, um, that things, things that spike excitatory um, processes. And rather we'd want something that is more inhibitory, uh, almost has more GABA in it. So clarify this up because everything has glutamate, right? So glutamate, it's, it is a pro, it's an amino acid um, and it's an abundant amino acid. And, you know, the average person has, makes or consumes about like 11 grams of it. And to really the process or the, the purpose of glutamate uh, is to play the central role in the fundamental brain functions. So that helps with like the synaptic plasticity and the formation of neural networks during the, the development and repair of the CNS, right? So whatever you do, um, whatever you encounter, if you're working out and you're doing squats, uh, you're messing with your CNS, well, glutamate has to go in there and help with the, the repair. It helps to metabolize and use amino acids in our body. So the amino acids, again, they're coming from protein and they're the building blocks for everything, right? So immune system, brain function, gut health, gut lining, um, joints, tendons, cartilage, anything and everything. So <clears throat> the my my response to about like the, the diet, um, because if we look up like um, glutamatergic foods, uh, it's going to show everything, right? So uh, it's going to show that it's going to be cheese, milk, mushrooms, meat, fish, and vegetables. So <laughs> it all has it in there. Some foods are going to have more than others, and some foods are going to have less. So the they have like a list of like what has the most um, glutamate consumed um, sources of food. And it's funny because um, you'll hear glutamates in a different form and you hear glutamate as like a MSG. And um, sorry, I'm trying to look at the pages that I want to share. But uh, so MSG, the monosodium glutamate, you know, your body metabolizes it the same, but it, it works differently in the body. So MSG is not going to be the same purpose for your brain function, CNS repair and such as uh, monosodium glutamate, so the MSG, because MSG helps with like increasing palatability and the food consumption, 
and um, and it does give us that that dopamine rush, and we want to consume more and more food, right? Um, sorry, just looking at my nose as well. So pretty much my solution to this is going to be just eating a balanced diet. So if we really look at people who let's say have epilepsy um, or even autism, and uh, they usually go toward a, a diet less in sugars because sugar seems to be very excitatory. So even if we look at you know, Google Scholar, um, a lot of the uh, data shows that the sugars can cause the same kind of like a reaction within the brain as far as like a reward system because sugar is definitely there is a reward system i'm not going to say it's like a it's not like uh <laughs> it's not like co cocaine how they've done other studies of lighting up the brain uh and giving someone sugar versus like some sort of drug uh like an amphetamine drug uh they yeah they might light up in the same area but that's just because there's certain neurons that are in the same area so that's not going to be correlation equals causation. That's not going to say that, right? But we do know that uh, the glutam glutamatergic uh, transmission and is with drug reward. And so this is a Google Scholar a article. And so there is kind of implications for that drug addiction, which is why they use MSG in the foods. I mean, that's why you know Chinese restaurants are known for that, and steakhouses are known for that. They put it on their steak. And it increases or it enhances the natural glutamate that's in the steak. And um, you want to keep going back more and more and more because you crave that. And it's, it's, it's funny, right? How that works. How, you know, if you're like, hey, like, what do you want to eat tonight? And you're like, you're like, what's your favorite cheat meal or something? A lot of times people are going to say, uh, Chinese food, you know, and it's not because it's on every corner, but there's just some sort of like taste to it. And soy sauce has a lot of glutamate in it. And so you have soy sauce as well as glutamate, and then you're adding more MSG, it's increasing this palatability, the fats, some of the carbs, um, some of the sugars that they put in sauces. And so it's all coming together, but it's a very excitatory response. So what's the solution to all this? Do I just not eat food? No, that's ridiculous. So uh, we want a good balance. So uh, what I see in the carnivore uh, 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 zealots are going to be eating meat and then they eat their eggs or whatever else they eat, cheese sometimes, whatever, if you follow pseudo carnivore, true carnivore, whatever you want to be. Uh, but what they do use is they use collagen. They use collagen, they use uh, bone broth, and they eat a lot of those like soups and stuff from the bone broth, right? Uh, or, and they even drink it um, like warm as a, almost like a, a tea or coffee in the morning, right? And if we, you know, they, they say they do it usually because of gut health, right? And it has some, um, uh, some prebiotic fibers within it so it can help with digestion and improves gut lining. And everyone loves collagen because it's joints, skin, hair, nail. But if we take a step back and we look at the collagen, it's like if you take a protein powder, if you take collagen powder and you're like, I'm taking collagen powder because I'm going to increase my collagen. 
that's not how it works. So you take the collagen powder because of the specific amino acids that are in that powder and your body is more abundant in those amino acids. And now you have more material to help with hair, skin, and nail than you usually would. So if I want to make a house out of bricks, but I'm getting concrete, like I need more bricks, right? To make a brick house. So that's what collagen is doing. That's what these bone broths are doing. So it's giving you this other amino acid profile. Now, what's cool about it is that the um, amino acid profile, like what makes collagen up, it's actually more inhibitory. So it's a more of a parasympathetic. It has a lot more glycine. Glycine can help with the GABA. So um, GABA helps with kind of bring you bring you out of that excitatory state and help relax you, help relax the mind. A lot of people take GABA before going to bed. A lot of take GABA before stressful situations. And um, same thing with glycine. Glycine is really well known to help with relaxation of the body. They pair well with magnesium. So if we're looking at proteins though, this is what we need to get. We need to get a variety of diets. And I think it's really going to help that if you do have um, uh, an anxious personality or on a spectrum of autism, I highly recommend supplementing bone broth, whether that be liquid or powder or and using collagen. And it's funny because I, by nature, am very excitatory. Uh, and I've been using collagen more frequently. So I use about 20 grams a day. And I've noticed a difference as far as being less anxious all the time. And um, hopefully someone can attest to that, but it, I feel it differently, right? Yeah, your gut health improves, your gut's flatter, but also because you're less stressed. It's not, you know, collagen isn't the save all end all. It is giving you more material to meet your, your needs for whatever you're working on. So uh, again, we're just focusing on a balanced diet. And I think that avoiding all foods that are excitatory that have glutamate in it it's impossible like you're just not going to eat nor do you want to be on the different on the the other end of the spectrum to where you're like i'm just going to eat foods that only relax me if you do that you're going to not have enough glutamate and so if you don't have enough glutamate sometimes you're going to notice that you have less energy you're going to have brain fog you can't remember things because again glutamate helps with the neural response it helps with synapses um, integrity. So you need that protein. You need that glutamate that helps us grow and, and develop our brains. Um, leaving it there, uh, hopefully this helps someone and, um, and you know, we can kind of manage really, I, I just want to help manage the diets and the, the dietary intake for those who have autistic children or people who suffer from epilepsy or people who are very anxious individuals by nature. This is something I think we, if you implement it for, give it a month, I would say at least try to get, I would say, you know, if, if, you're, if you have autism or you have an autistic child, I would say try to do like 30 grams uh, to 40 grams of collagen or bone broth. Do it daily. It doesn't have to be empty stomach, no, because we're not looking, like if you want to help with gut health, that's fine. But we're just talking about supplementing more amino acids or intaking these amino acids are going to help you become uh, more of a uh, parasympathetic in individual. Uh, 
So um, hopefully this helps and talk to you guys next on some other video about another topic that's going to be cool, right?